0: A, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.
1: This is Ralph Metzner, and you're listening to the Radio 8 Ball show with Andra Stone.
2: Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. Now it's time for Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. It's a Radio 8 Ball Show.
3: Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andros Jones, hanging out at Black National Studios in Missoula, Montana. Beautiful, beautiful town in Missoula, musical Missoula, Montana, with one of its favorite daughters, Caroline Keys. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Caroline.
0: Thanks, Andras.
3: It's great having you here. This has been a lot of fun. Your friends are very cool. There's a lot of... This is one of the most... I I do shows with a lot of comedians, but this is one of the most laugh-filled shows that I've ever done, and I love it. I love it. It's the essence (laughs) of synchronicity, is laughter. So, and now, uh, joining us in the show, another one of your friends who you are going to maybe tell us about, or maybe just tell tell us that they're great. (laughs) Welcome, Rick... Bass. Right? Did I get that right? Rick Bass? Yeah. Bass. Not bass. Ooh, laughter in my heart. Laughter in your heart, Rick Bass. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Thank you. So, Caroline, tell us about this magnificent gentleman that you've invited into the realm of the pop oracle.
0: He's a national treasure.
3: <laughs> He's a national treasure. Is he a black national treasure?
0: Ooh, he is tonight. <laughs> There you go.
3: So, uh, but what's the nature of this treasure? Because, I mean, he could be a a sack of gold. He could. What
1: what are you doing? Don't don't spin anything yet. I thought that was the question. No. (laughs) What is the nature of the treasure? Do not Not seek seek the the treasure. (laughs) Oh, what is that from? Brother, where Brother where art Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> Wonderful.
3: So, uh, so what, what? What does this guy do?
0: Don't be. Do not. Um, Rick is a writer and an activist and um.
3: <laughs> and he just makes you laugh. Yeah. You've got oh some
0: God. serious giggles, Carol. He makes pies. I was just thinking, great maker of he's pies. He's a great yeah. maker of pies.
1: Is that on the wheel? Making he, pies? Make it, it. Oh, yeah. Can
0: yeah. you do
1: that one? Oh that, would, oh, that would be amazing. Can we rig it where it comes no, up anyway? No,
3: okay. absolutely <laughs> okay. we cannot rig anything. Synchronicity, man. Synchronicity. So, okay, so he's a maker of pies, he's a maker of books, and as an activist we assume he's a maker of trouble in mm. the interest of the greater good. Right,
1: you're clever, Wayne.
3: So, uh, no, she just told me that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he true. also has a short it's a short-term memory problem, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is great. It makes it so much easier. For people who, who share my my lack of a short-term memory. Gibson, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so, Shh. so, he, so these pies. Mm. Tell me about these pies. Are they? Are they Part of your, I know there know activists who use pies as activism, they people they pie people in the face. Have you ever pied a, a, a particularly perniciously bad person?
1: No, no, I never have. I've been pied, but I've never pied. Oh, I was always try and take the high road. Um, rhubarb is, is, is my favorite. Yeah, oh, that's and, a f- and, and, uh, it's just straight rhubarb, like mm. you know, a lot of lightweights fix it with sweet things to, to balance it, but I just uh, it's like rhubarb all the way.
3: Oh, I love it, I love it. Did you bring some?
1: No, sorry.
3: Oof, do you now? Are you a professional pie maker, or do you do this just for
1: friends and love? Friends and, and uh, uh, sugar cookies too. Yeah, uh, great grandmother's sugar cookie recipe. Uh, it's really basic. Uh, I don't I cut myself this morning making them. I don't know how, but uh, like you wouldn't think you'd harm yourself making sugar cookies.
3: Oh, I can totally see how you could harm yourself making sugar cookies. an uh, anyone make sour cookies?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I would be into sour cookies. I mean, as a rhubarb fan. You'd think that uh, you might. Have you ever tried making a sour cookie?
1: No, but I had the pleasure of riding in a van with Gibson and Caroline and a bunch of other musicians for it seemed like a month. But I think it was just maybe five or six days. And uh, they had sour everything. They had the sour drinks, sour, uh, like, you know, health stuff. No, but that was enough to keep sour
3: kraut Everything. <laughs> Can yeah. I tell
1: it a quick It smelled like a diaper they had it. Yeah.
4: Can I tell a quick story about uh, Rick's pie making? Oh yeah, sure. This is
3: uh, this is our friend Gibson. Yeah. Oh yeah. On the pedal steel.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so whenever you visit Rick's house, you know it's pretty much guaranteed there's going to be a pie there, and he'll, you know, dig up whatever is around. I I hope it's okay to tell this story. I don't want to be disrespectful at all, you know, since you're the guest here. But uh, so Rick made a strawberry pie this time, and uh, he said, "Boy, these strawberries, they must have been." These are really old because I and mean, they're they're so long. Soggy. I went through all the stratifications in the freezer and they were right under our cat. <laughs> and he said, told us this as we were eating the pies. Yeah, they're really old strawberries, but they taste they taste pretty good. And he said that they're right under the cat, like it was just the,
1: the seven year cat. Yeah, was, he was in there for a while.
4: Yeah,
3: T- so, tiger. Tiger. You had a dead cat that you left in the refrigerator. The the kids the kids just the fr- couldn't
1: bear to say goodbye. Yeah.
3: Okay yeah uh, we wow.
1: finally did yeah it was a good pie
3: yeah i understand that it's i understand it was, a, it was a good was a good was it a good cat
1: he oh. was he was good cat yeah. good cat that's why you... yeah, just couldn't put him in the ground yet
3: yeah there's a that's uh depending i don't know how people i almost feel like i should go back and give a trigger warning some people who have might find that ghoulish it's
1: i it, don't too. it was ghoulish he and i never got along that well and, uh, but the girls loved him. And, uh, you know, after f- three, four years, he started to contract in the freezer, but his claws didn't. So he got less and less of him, but his claws got longer and longer coming out of his paws. And I'd be down there reaching for, you know, burger or steak or whatever. And every time he'd kind of scratch me, just like he used to do in life. He just got more and more fierce in the hereafter.
3: Now, I don't know if you ever. I think it's probably a good thing that you don't sell your pies commercially because I feel like <laughs> I think most food inspectors would frown upon a cat being like they they have this whole thing. I worked in the food service and they had the whole thing like put you can't put this over that shelf and this under the you don't want the chicken above the fish. They uh, they don't really mention this, but it's generally assumed you don't want the dead cat above any of the food you're going to eat. You wanted it below. I mean, Long generally you don't fr- want it stored with it, but you'd want it below. He's frozen, man. <laughs> he- Hepatitis free. Uh, well, I'm like I said, I'm glad that I'm glad that it's only your friends that you're serving this to because otherwise you might be opening yourself up to a lawsuit. But you assume that your friends won't won't sue you, not for not for cat rhubarb. Mm-mm. Anyway, uh, so there's a song. So okay so we got the we got the pie squared away you write oh, that's really funny
1: <laughs> pie square
3: <Yeah>. right. <laughs> so moving on to your to your your way with words you were a writer what do you what do you write
1: <clears throat> a lot of environmental screed uh, natural history advocacy uh, yeah, you know <laughs> breast beating uh, that kind of stuff yeah. world is burning 350.org yeah are the, is that is that your no, no, Yak Valley Forest Council is my. Yak Valley? Forest Council. Yak Valley. Two A's, Y-A-A-K, valley.org, yeah.
3: And so it's uh, so it's mostly, it's so a nonfiction, it's political yeah. writing. Yeah. About local yep, political very issues? Local.
1: Million acre uh, valley up on the Canadian border and the Idaho border, uh, 97% mm-hmm. public land, just really sweet country, low rainforest, uh, swampy. Hermits, uh, not many hermits, not many of anything human, but a uh, really great wild country.
3: Uh, and is it under threat?
1: Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Mines, logging, uh, you know, global warming, insects, fires, uh, the seven horsemen, the whole shittery. Yeah,
3: Yeah. okay. And then, so just to tie it all together, the activism
1: more leans more towards
3: the writing than the pies. Mm-hmm. Do you, aside from the writing what's like what's uh, what's your cause of the of the moment what's the no. zeitgeisty cause that you're
1: trying to get um, there's no land protected up there. it's this amazing singular unique place uh, uh, and uh, you know kind of a garden of Eden just nothing's gone extinct there. we have got grizzlies, lynx, Wolverines, wolves Bobcats just martins it's just cra- everything that lives in the West lives in the yak it's like it's retreated there or is still holding on there. But there's no protected land there, so I've been trying for 32 years to uh, get one stinking acre protected, and have not been successful yet. And uh, yeah, starting to starting to kind of look over my shoulder, like what do I got to do. Yeah.
3: So you say that it's pristine, but it's not protected. How does it? how is has it managed to stay pristine while? Oh, that's a good question.
1: It's not pristine. is It's been hammered hard. It's been logged hard, but it, it's just really productive. It, it comes back after being hit hard. Uh, there are some parts of it that have not been logged. About 20% of it has not been roaded or logged, and that's the part I'm trying to have protected. Got it. Got it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so,
3: well, let's get into with that as context. What's your question for the Pop Oracle?
1: Man, I've been thinking about it for, for a month. First one was going to be dog. Like, I have this weird spectral disorder dog who just stares at sunlight. I, I wonder when I'm gone if she misses me. But then I realized, like in Fort Benton, there was this dog named Shep who, when his master died, Shep went down to the train station and waited for his master every year for seven years until Shep got, you know, disoriented and fell in front of the train and was crushed. So I know that dogs miss us when we're gone. So I answered that question myself. I'm not going to waste my, my valuable currency here on that one. I was thinking, too, about Keystone XL Pipeline. Is it going to happen or not? But I think an act of God is going to stop it. I just think I, think, I don't think I even need to, I just have faith that's going to be stopped, stopped, stopped so you know more specifically do you did you see that no country for old men movie oh yeah where the bad guy what's his name uh
3: what? the one play uh, anton yeah 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 sugar yeah. Sugar.
1: Sugar. Sugar. Yeah, sugar sugar jesus yeah and 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 when he after he's killed the the guy you know the law guy and he goes to his wife's the law guy's wife's house right after the funeral and he's gonna kill her because he kept his what he said he was gonna and he had to keep his word and she says, you don't have to kill me. And he goes, they always say that. And, and then, but he, he does this weird thing. He flips a coin to see if he's going to, I'll make an exception. Synchronicity. Yeah, and she, she says, uh, "She says, I'm not going to call it. You're, you're crazy. That don't make no sense at all. And uh, so we don't know if she, what happens. Um, but he, he gets kind of this hurt look when she says he's crazy. Like she really, like sticks and stones can hurt my feelings or whatever. And uh, And he says, the coin traveled a long way to get here. The coin knows. We don't know, but the coin knows. The coin came here to find you. Anyway, then he walks out, <clears throat> you know, he wipes the blood off his heels on the steps and goes on down the road. So the question I want to ask is, uh, is specific about the yak. Yeah. Like, uh, what am I not doing? What are we not doing that will Oh, I was going to ask a Fort Benton question because I love that song. I was like, where should I go pheasant hunting next year? And then the dial would go, mayor of Fort Benton. But anyway,
5: yeah.
1: um, I, I just have the way that that coin knew that it was going to find her and that it was not going to be heads. Um, I, I just feel like there's somebody out there who knows what to do about the yak, that, that we, something we haven't tried. And I was thinking radio has, a, has a, a real place in it. I don't know how or why, but that's just kind of a... I just want to uh, you know speak out to radio people uh, somebody out there knows what to do for the yak that we're not doing, and uh, knows how to do it. And I'm waiting to hear from y'all. So it's, if that's a question, I guess can you call me? That's the question. Yeah.
3: So the question is, where are you? who are you? Where are you? What how, is the and how what can you, you help
1: the yak? And okay, uh, and yeah, is that four questions?
3: No, that's good. no, it's all it's all in one. Who are you? Where are you? And what can you do to help the yak? Thank you. Awesome. Now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 na,
5: we love
3: it. Ooh, song number four has already come up. So now I
1: got nothing better uh, to do than <laughs> nothing for the yak. Because I mean, another thirty. No
3: no, 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 no. I'm no. out of here.
1: Oh, man, the the, the the visual image for the radio listeners, Gibson is very natty, black pants, black shirt on his black <laughs> pedal steel. Caroline has a black uh, mid-length dress with floral patterns and, and uh, leather Caroline strap guitar in a big-ass boat of a guitar. It's like a beautiful sound.
3: And I, like I always am, I'm dressed in nothing but Speedos. And my flip-flops, and, uh, and I'm speaking through a snorkel mask.
1: Black Speedos, black mask, black sandals. And both Chris's, actually one Chris is in uh, Missoula plaid blue lumberjack and denim. And the other Chris is black on black.
3: Oh, that's, I'm, I'm glad that you've shared that with people. Now, to engage the pop oracle, you get to pick a card. Oh, wow. Any card. This is a- Pick a card. Hold it up, and what is the song? Song number seven, Midnight Summer Jam. The answer to who are you, where are you, and what can you do to help us with the yak? One, two, three,
2: four... Come spilling out of Charlie. Too, but I ain't tired
3: That was Midnight Summer Jam from Caroline Keys. The answer to Rick's question: Who are you? Where are you? And how can you help with the yak? Two A's, people. Two A's. So two A's, not two ways. You tell us what the ways that you can help us with this, or we can we're going to figure it out with this uh, interpretation. So, Caroline, tell us a little bit about the background of the song. It seems like it's uh, it might be based upon personal experience.
0: Yeah, um, this is a, a, a one of the songs off of the album that I'm writing in response to Justin Timberlake's Man of the Woods.
3: Oh, and there's a song on it called Midnight Summer there's Jam? A,
0: there's a song on his album called Midnight Summer Jam.
3: That's, a, you know, what is it? Maybe it's that I just revealed my prejudice because when you have that song title, I'm like, okay. But when you tell me that it's his song, like, that's a cheesy title for a song. Anyway, sorry, go on.
0: Um, anyway, uh, so for me, that song, Independent of Rick's Question, um, uh, goes back to when I used to work in Glacier National Park, um, and I would go out, uh, I was a boat captain there, and on Wednesday nights, there'd be a band that would play in Babb, Montana. Two A's? Um, one A, three B's, and, um, and it's about the same latitude as the Yak. Um, they're both right up against the Canadian border. Probably what, two, three hundred miles, uh, two hundred miles between them. Um, and um, it's on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. And anyway, on Wednesday nights, there would be a band that would play out at a place called Charlie's. And um, I would wait until the band quit playing and I would build a fire. And I thought that I was going to find a mate by playing songs around the fire.
3: We all have thought that at different times in uh, our life. Yeah,
0: and then eventually, like, I'm still playing songs, and, like, everybody's making out with each other, but, like, (laughs) and i am still got a guitar in front of me. And um,
3: Were you into Benji?
0: No, no, no. (laughs) But he came up to me and said, dude, there's three girls trying to go home with me. And I was like, what are you going to do? And he goes, I hope they, they... get Cozy because you know, otherwise, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Hope they get along. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so oh, that's Benji. That, well, I know he he got around. Um, but uh, so yeah, um, so that's just kind of you know, I'm panning the scene of what's happening around this campfire. Um, and uh, I'll also add Gibson and I played a show at the Roxy last spring. On and we borrowed Chris Sand's uh, fake campfire mm-hmm. and um, we also put put uh, pine boughs under every seat in the Roxy and so uh, just at the end of the show uh, you just threw a match we, out and- no no we had it, it like Oprah style we had everybody reach under their seat and bring up their. The pine bough, and then we pulled, we had like full trees under the stage that came up on the stage, and on the screen we had uh, the Northern Lights, uh, Nate Beale did the animation, and so we transformed the Roxy into a forest so I could invite everyone into that. Uh, Sweet s- experience. It smelled really good. I bet was going to
3: say, I bet it smelled oh, yeah. really great.
0: Yeah, yeah, it did. And then, oh yeah, and then Gibson went. We and poured, We had a bottle of Wild Turkey and a bunch of cups hidden behind the steel. And so he just went out in the audience and started pouring, pouring Wild Turkey. For was it an everybody. all? Was it an all ages
3: show? Oh yeah. Don't Chris. Don't tell. Don't tell Chris Ann that he's the. Well, he's the manager. He's a manager. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, he's and, probably not in the studio right now. I probably didn't hear that. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Anyway, but so he will that's, now cause that's it's out there for inde- everyone.
0: Independent of Rick's question, that's where the song came okay. from.
3: Okay. That's history. So. Well, let's turn this over to Rick. Rick, what did you think about that as the answer to your question?
1: Uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but but didn't you have a line in there that says song's the only answer or songs? Mm-hmm. Was that the line? Right?
2: Yeah. yeah. No,
1: I think we need some musicians to, to step up and help us because mm-hmm. we've been uh, just, you know, bare knuckling, you know, arguing, fighting. And uh, yeah, we need <clears throat> need something in addition to that. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Gibson. Thank you, Anders.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to think of... uh I'll cast my mind onto that. I mean, there's all... You know, like you said, <clears throat> there's a lot of music, and it's about musicians and about... Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you. I met my... I've only been married once. I was married once. I also, when I got divorced, went with, went for walks with Chris Sand. He actually took me out to the to we there's a skate rink out in olympia and we brought a stick and he brought a a bag full of like old sort of walnuts or some kind of nuts that he got off a tree and he just threw them so i could hit him it was the best best therapy for 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 the day that you find out that your life has come crashing down as a total surprise to you Mm -hmm. but before that 11 years before that i met her Around a campfire playing music in much of the same scenario that you talked about, except that it was successful uh-huh. for 11 years and then it wasn't. But that relationship, that with the, where we were, the campfire we were at was in uh, just outside of Mercury, Nevada, which is the Nevada nuclear test site. And we were protesting nuclear testing on this big walk from Vegas with the Western Shoshone Nation and uh, Rick Springer, who was an activist who made people who maybe. Who were part of the anti-nuclear movement in the '80s and '90s might remember he was on the news as uh, they were the press uh, corps in Nevada was giving Ronald Reagan, former president Ronald Reagan, this Crystal Eagle as a symbol of like honoring him, and Rick Springer was there, and he, the story is the way he told the story, he saw a path clear. And he walked right up on stage past the Secret Service guys and said, excuse me, Mr. President, and held it up. And then they tackled him and it smashed down and a piece of crystal eagle hit Ronald Reagan in the face. And so Rick had to go to federal prison for like wow. two years for this. Wow. And he's passed away since then. But his action inspired us on that walk so much. We were There was a sense like a lot, a lot of times when you're doing, a, if you're an activist, a lot of the activism you do feels like Nobody sees it. Nobody hears about it. Are we just doing this? Is this just a symbolic thing? And does it make a difference? And then this one, but while we're out there, this guy took this courageous act that the way he describes it felt like it was divinely inspired. Like He didn't go there with that intention. He saw that, and then he saw a space clear, and he just responded and went. And what he did inspired everyone. And I mean, it still inspires me. I'm getting chills thinking about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and not just the, his action, but the effect it had on me and the effect it had on everyone there that day. And I actually really moved by it as I'm thinking about it. And I just think that there's there's something, and I while and I was at the most inspired point in my life as a musician. I would I did the whole walk with my guitar, mm-hmm. walking like from Vegas. It's a sixty mile walk, six days we did, and every day I was just playing my guitar and singing. I can't imagine doing that now. Just to, but, I think that like I guess for me that's what I got is that there's that sense of first of all that when you're in that place of being inspired musically you are called to work for justice to work for it makes you an activist Mm -hmm. and then there's the other idea that at any point in our life there could be that opportunity to do something that seems like a futile and maybe dangerous gesture but the effect they can have is so profound in inspiring other people so I'm just thinking of imagining if people are – you say, who are you, where are you, and what can you do? The idea that, of just knowing that you might be able to take that one action that inspires other people to take, take action. And if you're a musician, there's a way that you can, I don't know, channel that – not even channel. You can channel the activism into your into the inspiration of your art. And a lot. You, I just know when you're in that place, I don't know, I, you're probably – incredibly young caroline but i'm an old and crusty guy and i'm talking about when i was in my 20s and when i was in my 20s i was just on fire with music you could happen out there in the lives and the minds and the hearts of the people who are listening to that and i guess i can only imagine that i mean i'm sitting here remember having this deep remembrance of something that was like such a great and wonderful time spending in a desert that probably irradiated me and is mm. you know something's growing in my nads mm. <laughs> but mm. it was worth it that's what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. so and that's nads with two a's <laughs> and two d's yeah. <laughs> that's how i spell them oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. so that's that's
1: what ah. i thought rick so. Thank, thank you, Gibson. <laughs> Carolina Midnight Summer Summer Midnight Jam. What is it?
0: Midnight Midnight Summer Jam. And yeah. and that makes me think because uh, the, so this this record that I'm writing called Woods of the Woman, it's got to be 16 songs long and I've only written 6 of them, so maybe there needs to be some get get the yak in there.
3: I'm going to when we post this, will you send me a link so that I can let people know where they can find out more about work to protect the yak, and
1: Send you what more you're doing. links than Oscar Mayer's got hot dogs. Yeah, no, thank you.
3: <laughs> I'd rather have your links than Oscar Mayer's links. Uh, done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> how are your links made?
1: It's ugly. Uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna win, and uh, yeah, th- that's, that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing it. It's uh, it's definitely uh, the right time to hear it, and uh, yeah, we're doing everything, but it's not enough. We need we need a little more yeah we need we need spinal tap 11 so if somebody out there knows what to do and yeah thank you all Caroline thank you Gibson thank you Andres. Thank, thank you Chris. Yeah. there That's we go
3: sick. we're good yeah. sweet okay next up your host, Andros Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Ball Show.
5: Oh. <laughs>